Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Naturopathy Today with your host, Michael and Steve. And good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? Good morning, Michael. I'm doing very well. And you? I'm doing good. No complaints. Who cares if we have complaints anyway? <laughs> Nobody. And if you open yourself up and say, well, you know, I do have one. And then, well, let me tell you my complaints. You think yours are bad. Let me tell you. Yes, right. <laughs> and we're off and running. And there's the day. Oh, I'm doing well and looking forward to this show. This is such an important topic. It really is inflammation and pain. And, and it's part of the aging process, unfortunately. You know, even as healthy as Phyllis and I are, we still get aches and pains. Yeah. You know, sometimes getting up out of the chair, I can feel it in my knees or my hips. And so, you know, and, you know, you know that I walk with a cane because of having polio as a kid. So that has lingering effects. And, you know, that too drives home a point that people don't realize. Diseases take years to manifest. You know, maybe the polio took a month and I ended up spending a month in a Shriners hospital in Philadelphia as a kid. And then I had nurses come, I went through treatments and long story short, for the next 65 years of my life, nothing bothered me. Okay. My leg was fabulous. Never had an issue. I did sports. I was in the military. When I hit 65, my legs started giving out on me. I would be walking and all of a sudden I would stop and I would have to physically move my leg with my hand to get forward movement. And then I would fall and my leg would just give out. It's like a breakdown electrical communication and I would fall. When I got to, I guess, about 68, 70, I started going for a yearly exam and I told the doc what was going on. And he said to me, the older you get, your leg is going to continue to shrink and become weaker. Well, of course, I don't accept that. So I started going to the gym and doing exercise to build my leg. But it's interesting. And the point that I'm making about all this, you can have today starting your arthritis. You're on the path to arthritis based on your disease. It may not manifest for another four, five, 10 years, depending upon the body you're starting with, the way you treat that body, your lifestyle, as we've brought up, the diet that you're consuming all the time, you're building towards this situation. And people don't realize that what they're doing today, diet wise, if it's not a good, healthy diet will have a ramification down the road. No ifs, no ands, no buts. You are what you and eat. If I can just add on to that, you know, yes, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to be worse in five years. But if you change and if you start adopting these uh, habits and these this nutritional uh, intensification and the physicalness, whatever it is that you have to do, you can positively affect your body over that same five years. Where will you be in five years? Depends on the choices that you make today and tomorrow. Time works 
for us and against us, but it requires what we do to sort of set that path. And so you described that very well. And I just want people to realize it not only gets worse, but it can either get better or it can maintain, or it can get worse at a much slower pace. And all of those are ways of measuring your outcomes. Absolutely. And especially if you if you start in with supplementation, it will slow down the aging process, especially nourishing your immune system. Because what happens with the immune system, let me back up. When we eat the American diet and we bring in the chemical additives that we know from what we've discussed before, that they create cellular mutations, which are the foundation of cancer and other diseases, what happens the minute a cell becomes corrupted, it no longer looks like everybody else. So your body, your divine creation, your immune system says, well, you know, we better tour the body. It's the INS of the body and look for those cells that are alien that do not look like self. And technically they're called non-self. And so what happens is that the immune system slows down the disease building and aging by consuming those non-self cells. However, if your immune system is not in fabulous shape, those cells are going to multiply somewhere in the body. And that stimulates the diseases and obviously the inflammation. One of the things that we didn't cover in inflammation, and I want to because I think a lot of people deal with this, are autoimmune disorders. And I have a completely different perspective of autoimmune diseases. I do not agree with the medical community. However, I don't know if this is the time or place, but autoimmune disorders such as lupus is an example where your immune system is attacking your glands and organs. Hashimoto's, where they go after the thyroid, alopecia, where they go after the hair follicles. These are all things that stimulate inflammation as well. Toxins, which we talked about, you know, the beginning processes of inflammation, which can evolve into cancer later on. And of course, inflammation arises from infections and or injury. So those are all of the things that create the problem. Where the pain jumps into the picture is that when pain is also like inflammation, a signal, hey, you better get on this, you better deal with this because there is a major issue happening. And so, you know, some of the pain comes from the infections, the injuries, the toxins, and also for the body's effort to heal itself. So this is what, and, and, and (laughs) pain seems to be greater at night than during the day. I found that to be really interesting. I don't know if you've ever come across that or not. Well, I I haven't. So I hadn't really thought of that connection. So that's a new thought for me, Michael. I was doing some research for a client who complained about, you know, during the day they're in good shape, but at night it really flares up. And so I tracked it down and obviously it's, it's what do you call it? That kind of a situation. Well, my wife, as you may know, um, has an autoimmune disease. She has rheumatoid arthritis and and started in her 20s. And she had quite a journey um, leading to her debilitation to where she couldn't work. She could barely help herself to shower, to get up out of chairs and so on. And it seemed like 
it was headed towards the end of the road for her because we couldn't imagine how she could be so badly in pain and inflammation that she was almost bedridden. We could not imagine how that could turn around. And yet through our research and her diligent application to her circumstances, she has totally turned that around where her inflammation level is in the normal range, her functional age is decades less than her actual age. And so I've been able to see her go from health to debilitation, to long-term suffering, to a recovery that's almost a miracle if you look at it from our perspective, but it was because of the nutrition and the applications of these very principles that we're talking about that I've seen it in her life and have been able then to use that as my inspiration to say, if she as bad as she was could turn it around, maybe you can too. This is how we did it. And so I have found that if people know and have confidence in following a plan, they will see these results. And I've seen it in my family. So I just want to throw in that little testimonial there. Absolutely. You know, people, and, and you hit on something there, and that is following the plan. Plan your work and work your plan. Yes. And the same thing has to apply to taking your supplements, changing your food out. You don't have to theoretically give up everything. All you got to do is make it higher quality. So you go from commercial to organic. You go from farm raised to wild caught. You go from, you know, forced feeding to wild grazing. So there are ways that you can improve everything you eat and like to take you further down the road. Anyway. Well, yes, it's as much avoiding the, the negative in our environment as well as embracing the positive. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I realize I say absolutely a lot. Absolutely, but it's true. You know, <laughs> you know, we I think that sometimes people focus on the negative because it serves a purpose for them, actually. You know, some people, and I learned this in my counseling, early counseling days, there are some people who want and need their ailment, because without that ailment, they do not get any attention. They have no conversation, nothing to talk about. They like to complain. There's a pattern of behavior called self-pity. Diseases yes. are fabulous for lending themselves to that, as well as victimhood, another pattern of behavior. Why did this happen to me? Well, you know, you ate this, that, the other. You know, you can't live on stuff that is unhealthy and not think you're going to get sick. Uh, Seems some of obvious to us, doesn't it? <laughs> you know? And, and, it, and it's an important concept. It sounds simple, but it's really very profound. What you just mentioned there, that if you're not going to do the things that are going to help you move forward, then you're going to end up doing the things that either keep you in your state or make you worse. And you have to choose that. You, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens because of a deliberate intent to learn what's important and then follow that. We're, we're preaching that as much as anything. The supplements don't do you any good if you don't take them. The diet can't do you any good if you don't choose better foods. So this is the journey of discovery and action. Absolutely. <laughs> Here it is again. Absolutely. It's an I love it. It's it's a, it's a perfect word to describe that these things are true. They're absolutes. We know that diet makes a difference. 
Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, and I wrote in one of our descriptions when I went back and listened, and it's becoming a favorite expression of mine, food will do one of two things for you, build you up or break you down, period. Right. You know, and that that's it. Anyway, some of the things associated with inflammation and pain or flu-like symptoms like fever, chills, fatigue, and we talked about fatigue from a hypoglycemic point of view before. And whenever I hear about fever, it makes me think that there's anger at work. Because again, I look at everything from an energetic, emotional point of view. And I can remember, and in fact, I use this example in something I'm writing. Before I got into nutrition, I first got into psychology and the emotional manifestation of diseases in the body, even before I got into the health food industry. And I had to give a talk at Drexel University in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, because I did not feel qualified, didn't have paper behind my name at that point. I did not feel that I had the authority to present that material. And so I ended up with laryngitis. I couldn't talk. I was congested. I had a fever. And the folks that I was working with and learning from, they're the ones who said to me, well, look at it from this point of view. So a lot of the information I share, obviously, I've learned from teachers and did my own deep diving, which you have to do. If you're a thinker, you need to think, you need to ponder, you need to question, you need to challenge. And we've talked about even us being challenged, and rightfully so, you should. Anyway, long story short, it came out that I was angry that I felt inadequate to present. I was congested because I had no faith in myself. See, anytime there's anything respiratory, that's where I go. It's a lack of faith. Why? Because where does God and spirit live? But in the heaven, what's in the heaven? Air. That's why without air, you're dead. Without spirit, you're dead. Although we see a lot of the walking dead. Oh, wait a minute. That's a movie. No, there are a lot of people out there that really have no spirit. They've given up their spirit in the pursuit of the material plane, wealth, money, whatever. And so lots of I, people think I can't. And if you think you can't, you can't. Yeah. So you have to turn that thinking around. It has everything to do with the mental thought choices that we make and also the spirit at which motivates us. If we don't have faith in spirit and that these things make a difference, it's very hard to choose them. But when you understand that they do make a difference, then spirit, thought, and the physical manifestations of how we live our lives all can then work together to move us in a direction of healing and health. And the lack of those things are going to be missing these very important elements. And therefore, health becomes much more difficult, if not impossible. Now, we're not in harmony with nature. We're not in harmony with our bodies. We are prisoners of our own device, which is marketing and advertising. You know, it's funny. There's a couple of drugs out there for cancer that are built on fear, obviously. And it's, you will live longer. Wouldn't you like to spend more time with your family if you take these two drugs together? Well, if you read the small print, all that does, besides confiscate all your money, is it only gives you an additional 90 days. I know. From 14 months to 17 months. And yet they make it sound through advertising that you're going to live another 
long period of time. And so, yes, you should be willing to spend another $100,000 to not face death. Our fear of death really hinders us. And of course, you know, there's a whole other conversation about that because of the guilt and the this and the that and the other. Anyway, the last thing I'll talk about pain and inflammation is the headaches, which can really be severe and really be very difficult and very painful. So can stiff muscles try to move them. There's a lot of pain there as well. We're, we're getting down to the end of our session. And there are some uh, points here for controlling inflammation that we can get into next week. We've already talked about loading up on anti-inflammatory foods and cutting back on those that you know create inflammation. Some of the other things, since I'm here and I haven't heard the bell ring, uh, controlling blood <laughs> sugar is an important thing to do. Making time to exercise, losing weight, and above all, managing stress. And I think we gave a definition of stress. Here's my definition. We'll go there. Okay. And then you can chime in. But whenever I talk to a client about stress, I always say stress is your reaction to what you see and hear. You know, a prime example I always use is a police car pulls up behind you and the siren goes off and the lights flash, you know, your, your adrenal glands secrete adrenaline, your heart starts pumping, you get a queasy feeling in your stomach. Sight and sound stimulate a biochemical physiological response in your body. Your body is now under stress, nutrients are being compromised. You've had a biochemical change, a biochemical experience, all based on sight and sound. So what I recommend to clients is on a blank sheet of paper in the left-hand column, write down all the things that give you stress. And it could be something as simple as, you know, my husband or my wife leaves the cap off the toothpaste and or hangs her nylon. Do women even wear nylons anymore? <laughs> but <laughs> hang nylons over the shower thing. What's up, you know, crazy stuff. But if it causes you stress, it's worth understanding. So I say on the right-hand column, why does that bother you? And where does that come from? And you need to continue to ask yourself, why? Why does it bother me? What's the cause? Why, why, why? So that's my approach to dealing with stress. If I may, I have a solution, not a solution to stress, but maybe a way to approach these little irritations in life that people get. Somebody cuts you off in the road or somebody cuts uh, is says something unpleasant to you or a lot of little things in life irritate people. And so often when I'm engaged with somebody and, and they've done something that they're apologizing for, somebody double charged me for something, my stock answer is, if that's as bad as it gets, I'm in good shape. <laughs> and when I say that to people, you can just see their smile come aboard and they're, they're happy because you took this away from them and made them feel a little bit better. And what it does for me is it makes me look at the world and go, is that worth getting upset for? And if that's as bad as it gets, I'm still in good shape. I have found that probably 99% of the time, if I approach it that way, I go away refreshed and better off. 
and not sweating the small stuff. You have the choice not to sweat the small stuff. Save your stress for the ones that really count and then manage those. So it's just my little two cents as what's worked for me for years now. So you all heard what Steve had to share? Employ it, use it, share it, pass it on. It's a great approach. It really is. And, and all- smile. And smile. Yeah. People it's wonder to, what it's hard to be angry when you smile. And if you smile at other people, they'll smile back at you and you both feel better. Absolutely. <laughs> However, they That's may go soapbox. <laughs> hey, if it wasn't for soapboxes, nothing would ever get said. From <laughs> another, you, you know, another point of view is that sometimes when you smile at people, they look back at you and wonder what's going on. What do you want? Yes. Especially in New York. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. There are some cynics out there. I'll agree. Life is just, uh, it's a challenge these days. And you really need to find your happy place, your place that you can have internal smiles that will shine outward. And don't sweat the small stuff, as Steve said. Turn off the news. (laughs) Well, you know, funny you would say that. When bird flu was around years ago and I was doing a consumer lecture, somebody said to me, Michael, what's the best thing to do for bird flu? And I said, turn off the TV, turn off the news, because all the news does is reinstill and stimulate fear, doubt, uncertainty. And then they try to get you to eat and take drugs. Crazy world. It is. And we're here to fix it. (laughs) Amen to that, brother. And on that note, I will say, Steve, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Hopefully y'all out there got some good pointers and some good insight from Steve and I. And have a fabulous everything. And we'll see you hopefully next week. Always my pleasure, Michael. Thank you, folks, for listening. We enjoy it. Let us know what you think and send us your questions. Amen to that. Goodbye, y'all. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels. 